Havila Cunnington, and this is Havila's Podcast. I'm excited that you're tuning in today. You know, this podcast was created by Truth to Table so I could have a place to share my heart, biblical truth, simple lifestyle leadership, as well as just connect with my table community, my table tribe. So I hope that you'll spend a few minutes with me as we jump in to whatever God has put on my heart this week. And don't forget that you're never too far gone from where God wants to take you. You are loved, you are seen, and he wants to desperately know everything about you. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into this. One of the key components to you being a Christ follower and to living a vibrant and abundant life is going to require you to learn how to overcome the things that you face every single day. We all know people that have faced things in their life, whether it's heartache or sickness or broken relationships, something in their life, and they got stuck. I mean, they got really stuck. They either froze right there, they're stuck in 2018 and they never moved on, <laughs> or you'll never move on, or they um, they fight. They're, they're always angry. They're always kind of feel like the world's against them and they've got to kind of fight their way through it. Or we find people that, that literally run from any kind of conflict and you can just see it. They're running all the time from things in their life. And what I want to do is I want to break the power of the pain in your life and show you a way out. I want to show you that overcoming is not just a momentary thing, but it's a process of a perspective of how we live our lives. And you can do this. James chapter one, verse two says this, consider pure joys, my brother and sisters, Whenever you face trials of many kinds, how many of you have faced a few trials in your life? Amen. Because, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Verse four, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I mean, that's unbelievable, right? The Bible basically says when you go through hard things, when you go through the things that feel overwhelming, you don't think you can do it. Guess what? If you get through it, you process it, you, you go through your pain, not get stuck at your pain, you're going to actually have a complete faith and it will, it'll make your life fuller and richer and more mature. So I want to talk to you about that concept for a little bit. One of the things and the scriptures that God really brought me to when it came to overcoming is the story of Joseph. Joseph is a key component of somebody who who got stuck in a place of pain well before adulthood. I think he didn't really know um, what was really his life was really going to face. And it's very key in our lives that a lot of us end up in pain well before we're, we're, we reach adults. In fact, what I want to look at are the four areas we end up in pain. Like Joseph, Joseph was his dad's favorite. His dad loved him, and which would have been great if your parent loved you and favored you, but it actually turned his brothers against him. His brothers hated him. They despised him. They, they wanted to kill him. I mean, we're talking about so much rage that they wanted to kill him. They didn't care. I mean, that's a lot of anger and a lot of resentment. And so all of a sudden, they devised this plan to kill Joseph, throw him in a pit. And what they decided was, we won't kill him because that's just probably too far for them. But what we will do is we'll sell him and we'll tell dad that he was killed. So we can get, we can break this kind of favoritism. We can move on with our lives and we can get Joseph out of here. And so that's what they do. I mean, they, they put him in a pit, they kill an animal, they put blood all over the coat that his dad had given him. And they go to the dad and they say, look, your son's dead. And Joseph is left in this pit 
as a young man. And I just think about our own lives. Like there are areas in our own lives where we just get stuck. And it's not because we did anything wrong. It's not because we saw it coming. We just, we get left. And the little girl, the little boy inside of us just didn't get a chance to fight for ourselves and know what to do. And so there are four distinct areas I want us to look at today in becoming an overcomer because we get stuck in pits of pain. And those four areas, I've, I've shared this before in my teaching why I do hard things, but I want us to really evaluate this. In fact, as our table tribe, I'm not just going to preach at you or maybe to you, but I, I want you to process because part of us getting the word in us is actually being willing to process and apply it to our everyday life. What does this actually look like for me? And so the four areas of pain that we offer often find ourselves in is simply childhood. In fact, I can't even imagine how many books are written on this concept. I think probably psych psychologists and um, you know doctors and I mean all different people, pastors, a lot of their clientele, if you will, um, are the ones that are really the pain is, is directly linked to something well before adulthood and they are helping them either grow up or get healed or um, you know figure out a new way to think about life. And so your childhood is is very you know a lot of us want to divorce our childhood like well that was back then is I have two different lives now I'm an adult. I hate to say it, but a lot of what we experience, the pain in our life that seems overwhelming, um, is really linked to our childhood. It's linked to the way that we process life and what the messages that were sent to us um, in our developmental stages. So what I want to look at is your childhood. You can't control your mom or your dad and who you got. I mean, it's. I feel like back in the day, we used to say like absentee fathers and the dad that wasn't around. But the more I talk to people, it's really moms as well. It feels like this generation was stuck with moms and dads that didn't know how to be parents, didn't know how to love them unconditionally, didn't know how to be there for them, were selfish or um, were medicated or addicted to different things and just didn't allow them to show up. And that left gaps in our lives, gaps in the way we process life, gaps in the way that we receive God. I mean, there's a large majority of the church that have a really hard time calling God Father. You know, we think like, let's just father God. Let's just pray to father. And yet when we really say the word father, it's painful. It's, it's, you know, it provokes a lot of emotion in us. And so we really have to look at that area and go, okay, where did I get stuck in my life where mom and dad were not there? And am I um, in my position of life and becoming a, be a believer in Christ and growing in it? Are there parts of my life that hasn't allowed the Holy Spirit to come into my life fully because of pain from my childhood? Secondly is often relationships. So it may not be directly linked to mom and dad, which is somewhat my own life. Like mom and dad weren't the ones that I felt a lot of pain from. But when you start getting it out in the real world, people are mean. They're, you know, they're, they're, uh, they don't intentionally mean to do it, but they also mock you. You get bullied. You can be criticized. Um, you can be abused, not by necessarily a mom and dad or a blood relative, but just by being in a world, a broken world. And so where in our lives is there a coach that just ridiculed you and expected too much? Was there a teacher or a pastor or someone in your world that just affected you? And then sec thirdly is a physical ailment. So I think about, you know, some of you were born with, you know, real chronic health 
issues. Uh, whether you um, had surgeries when you were young or you didn't look like everybody else or something was wrong or deformed or, you know, your unchangeable feature and it's affected you. It's caused you to be embarrassed and, and feel like, you know, I'm the girl that had the big nose. I'm the, I'm the girl that, you know, what looked like a boy. I'm, you know, we start to have this, we think it's no big deal. It's no big deal, but really it affects our ability to accept ourselves and nurture ourselves. And so that can really affect us. And then lastly, it's really our, our personality. And I think about this too, like sometimes we're born into families or cultures where we just were misunderstood. We, there wasn't anything that we knew. We just, we were like, sometimes some of us felt like we were born in families that were just nothing like us. Whether you had a super high IQ or you wanted, you had a different dream or desire and you felt stifled by your personality, your, your DNA, the, the person that you were and the way you saw life was so unique and so different. It caused you to feel alienated from the rest of your of the rest of the world. Think about Joseph's life. You know, I want to bring it to those four components, but his childhood, he couldn't control his father obsessing over him and favoring him. And he couldn't control that he had dreams, his personality. You know, even when he went to his brothers went to kidnap him, they said, here comes the dreamer. They didn't even call him by his name. They labeled him. They called him by the label. And I wonder how much of us just, we feel labeled and we're called by the label. Oh, you're so-and-so's kid. Oh, you're married to that person. And we're just not seen for who we are. And then thirdly is his physical body. He couldn't, he couldn't help that he was younger and probably a little weaker. His brothers overtook him and hurt him. And then also his relationships. He couldn't control the way that his brothers felt about him. And so all of those areas left Left Joseph in a pit of pain. And I've said this before, but it wasn't until I admitted that my learning issues left me in pain did I really start to feel like an overcomer. Like I was so used to hiding and hating what I was, who I was, what was wrong with me, devaluing it. Even if I wasn't hating it, I was devaluing it. It wasn't until I started to actually look into the pain and realize that the pain had been paralyzing me and the pain had kept me from really showing up in my life, that was really the moment I, I got free. You're like, I want to grow in God. I'm so excited. I'm going to invest this income to be a part. And I'm like, okay, so here's the honest truth. Like, let's get honest. Where are the areas of your childhood, your relationships, your physical body, your personality that in your early development has hindered you from your ability to show up fully as yourself today? And where are those areas that you you go, well, I, I feel like I'm kind of stuck or I haven't gone past this or I don't really see myself. And I'm like, well, maybe there's an area that you've divorced yourself from your early on moments. And I want to encourage you that don't be afraid. Pain doesn't last forever. And if you go into the pain and you ask God to come help you, he'll reveal a side of him that you have never experienced on the side of power and the side of pain. He's at both those places. So sometimes when we experience pain, uh, we go through shock. And shock is real. It's the part of us that um, we end up getting thrust into deep emotional pits in our life and we just can't imagine really seeing the light of day. Um, and oftentimes, even the more severe the pain of our childhood is we end up having major trauma and it ends up being a place of horror where we just completely lose ourselves. We just divorce. We can't even imagine that happened to us or that we didn't get that or whatever it is. And we just can't, we can't accept that this is what really happened. And I think that's really normal. And then often we all, no matter how severe it is, we just let, get feeling left helpless. I think there's a lot of you that are watching this. I feel this. I have felt this way. 
I just feel helpless. I don't know how to change the part of me that's brought the most pain. I don't know how to change. I'm divorced. I don't know how to change that. My kids don't talk to me. I don't know how to change that. Um, I was abused. I don't know how to change that. Um, I had an abortion. I don't know how to change that. And we get stuck in these places where we go, I don't know how to change it, so I'm just stuck. And what I want to do is give you permission to realize that you are not too far gone. You are not too broken. You are not too dark to be lovely, right? To be in his presence and to be worthy of his presence. So the idea of climbing out can paralyze us. And that's normal. And I think that's why the overcoming uh, from pain to power is I want to be powerful, but the idea of climbing out of pain just feels overwhelming. I want to deconstruct that for you. I want to help you. Um, and I want to, I want to show you that you can do this and that it's not impossible. So first of all, um, I want you to understand that pain has a voice. And this is really key because when we start, start listening to the voices of ourself or the enemy in our lives and we start to actually go, okay, I hear that. Is that what God's saying over me? Or is that what the Holy Spirit's really saying? When we start to identify that that's not what's being said over us by him, we have to admit oh my gosh, I've been listening to the voice of pain, which says, do whatever it takes to make it stop. Stay medicated, stay numb, run from bad relations, from relationships that, that are con conflict, get away. And we start to realize that we've been running from pain. And yet we can't actually become an over overcomer, a real overcomer, if we don't walk through the pain, the valley of the shadow of death, we'll fear no evil. If we don't actually get through it, we won't overcome it so intense. I don't even like that thought, but it's so true. So I want us to look at this idea that none of us are pain resistant and we're not meant to live in pain, no matter how far back it was or how much we try to overcome it. We're not meant to live in it. And the Bible mentioned it 70 times, the word pain, which is just, I think, so significant. It gives us permission to be okay with what we've experienced. So how do we climb out of the pit of pain? We're going to take some time and I'm going to talk about it next time. But I want to show you this. James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, The testing of our faith produces endurance. Can I just give you a prophetic word? This is what God is saying over some of us. Endure. Endure it. Well, I don't know. I mean, how am I going to get through it? Endure it. Well, what am I going to do about this broke relationship? Endure it. You have to actually be willing to endure Endure the fact that you can't change it, and ultimately you can't also take you know take it away. But that I'm going to endure it for the season that I'm in to become an overcomer. And some of us, it's just hashtag endure. That's part of it. So what happens when we start to climb out of the pits of pain in our life? We start to build confidence. What I want to do in you is I don't want you just to get head knowledge. I want you to build a deep sense of confidence that you are exactly who Christ called you to be and you can do exactly what he wants you to do and that you have what it takes to live an abundant life. I don't want to just tell you that. I want you to be able to walk around in your everyday life as you parent your kids or as you're leading this, this company or this movement or as you are, are, are becoming who you're called to be. I want you to know like, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want you to be grounded in that. So hard times build confidence in our lives. And the moment we start to build confidence, guess what? Confidence cuts out fear. The moment we walk through fear, fear goes away and confidence begins to be our main message in our lives. So we no longer look at our lives as the what ifs and what could happen and this should have happened and we stop living in the what ifs and we start living in the nows, the now, the moments that we're called to live in right now. God can do it now when God does it, when he can do it, 
when he will be faithful. When this happens, we start to live in the winds, not the what ifs. So here's what's really important is that we need to understand that, that pain is a good thing. You're like, oh, Havila, why are you saying this? Because listen, this is important. Pain helps us know where we are hurt. Pain allows us to get an awareness when I'm in a relationship and I feel pain, I get angry or I feel overwhelmed or I feel depressed or discouraged or anxious. All of those are signals that say, bling, 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 pain, pain. And if you don't deal with the pain, you'll never be able to be whole. And the truth is we have to actually go through the pain to become powerful. So here's my thought for you this week. I want you to become an overcomer. I want you to experience it. And I want you to take some time And I want you to think about this scripture right here, James chapter one, verse two, the testing of your faith uh, produces endurance. And I want you to think about that phrase, um, endure. And I want you, the moment you hit things in your life, I want you to think about the process of enduring. I'm going to endure this season. I'm going to be, I'm going to persist in this. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to waver. And what I'd love you to do is to take your lipstick or a marker or somewhere, something in your world, and I want you to put on your bathroom mirror, hashtag endure, or, you know, just, end, I will endure. And I want you to see that message every single day. And when you start to think about becoming an overcomer, I want you to begin to say, God, help me to endure so that I will overcome. I hope you can do that. I'll be doing the same exact thing on my mirror, writing indoor and reminding myself that this is the only way that I can have the complete faith, just like you. I love you guys. I hope that this ministered to your heart and I cannot wait for next week. Well, I hope that really blessed your life. I hope that everything God was trying to get to you, you grabbed a hold of. Again, don't forget to give me a shout out on the socials. I'm there almost every day. And if this podcast really spoke to you, would you consider leaving a review so others can find this podcast and as well as some stars? I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you next time.